You're listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the ESPN 950 app, available for your Android and iPhone. This is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, just a few blocks from training camp. Stop by for award-winning Hickory Smoked Barbecue Ribs Chicken and Signature Pulled Pork Sandwiches. Voted Best Barbecue in the City of Richmond, the State of Virginia, and soon to be the South. 1119 North Boulevard, 8205 West Broad Street, or online at buzzandneds.com. It is a day seven of Redskins training camp here at the Bon Secours Washington Redskins Training Center. Uh, we are here, and uh, practice, uh, walkthrough obviously is over. The practice won't start till 3 o'clock. And just leaving the sideline now is Josh Norman, who has been signing autographs. Him and, I believe, Bashad Breeland was signing autographs well after the morning walkthrough. Uh, also, uh, a fan favorite, Joey Mabu was signing for quite a while. We have to catch up with him because – Coach Jay Gruden, what was it, two days ago or three days ago, singled him out as somebody to watch out for in a defensive line. And it, there's always one unnamed guy, not, not unnamed, unfamous guy who is always that guy going for mayor of Richmond. And I think Joey Mabu's the guy, Andrew. Yeah, last year we talked about it. It was Anthony Lanier. He was the guy kind of really getting the little bit of attention that he wasn't expected to have. And now it's Joey. But some dedication from some of these guys who – had a little extra time off yesterday afternoon, but at the very same time, did not have to go out of their way today to take care of the fans. But Norman really has done this almost every single day. I mean, oh yeah, he doesn't take a day off no. of interacting with fans. No, and that's the way it should be with uh, when you come out to a training camp like this, especially if you're going to come out here to watch the walkthrough and you've got the dedication to sit in the 88, 90-degree weather that there is Sweltering. out here. It is a hot day today, not going to lie. If you're coming out for the afternoon, make sure to bring your water. Bring your dress comfortably. Do not come in long pants because it will not be a pleasant experience for you. Come bring your suntan lotion, whatever it is, to make sure you have a comfortable afternoon. But it is a hot one here at training camp. Coming up on our show today, we're going to go back to where we were supposed to in the opponent previews. We will talk San Francisco 49ers football. Week six after the bye week, it is a 1 o'clock showdown at home against uh, San Francisco, and old Kyle Shanahan will be coming back to Washington, D.C. Ryan Sakamoto will join us from NinerFans.com. He will talk to us about the San Francisco 49ers, who obviously have several storylines to get into. Kyle Shanahan, Tim Hightower, uh, Ahmad Brooks is there. I believe Cam Johnson is uh, Eli Harold is there. So there are several UVA guys. So we'll get into all that with him. Yeah, and we saw Eli Harold got a little banged up yesterday at a head injury. So we'll talk to Ryan, catch up with that. Obviously, Cavaliers fans are intrigued to hear what's happening with Eli. And uh, today at the podium is uh, one of Andrew's favorites, Ryan Anderson. He's breaking his silence streak. So uh, we will play that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, also, coming up at 145, um, JMU fans, you'll want to tune in at 145 or so. Khalid Abdullah will join us live from Giants camp around 145. Good Depends on how long uh, you know Giants practice is. But towards the back end of the second hour, we will hear from Khalid Abdullah, hear how he's doing at camp. Uh, Giants running back position, not the greatest in the world. So a guy like him could get in there, get his reps, maybe you know at least practice squad, Andrew. We'll ask him about that course as we've talked about with the guys on the fringe of the roster see how his special teams work is doing and see how many people recognize him and how much his exposure helped 
from the national championship run, Andrew, the Sam Houston State game was on ESPN2. I think the championship game was also on ESPN2, so plenty of people got a chance to watch Khalid Abdul on TV. Uh, that's a fantastic point. And those games were going on really kind of in the, the downtime of when the FBS games were chilling. They weren't really playing anything. So he got a lot of exposure, as Matt indicated, and really helped scouts draw attention to him. Plus, I think he's a genuinely good running back. I really do believe that, and all bias aside, I really do believe that he has a chance to start out this year as maybe the three or the four man, or at the very least get on a practice squad. If an injury strikes, then he's going to have an opportunity to really prove himself. And he, he's just a great cutter. He puts his foot in the dirt, and he can really go. Doesn't necessarily have top-shelf NFL speed, but he's got really good vision. He worked with a great offensive line last year. That JMU offensive line is, is a powerful group of guys up front, so he's already had experience with working with a cohesive offensive line, so he really knows where to look in terms of getting the holes to open up. It's very a, it's a, it's a doable group. Paul Perkins, Orleans Darkwell, Shane Vereen, Wayne oh, Gallman yeah. out of Clemson, Sean Drone, Shane, somebody named Shane Smith, and Khalid Abdullah, so it's doable there. I would love to see the Gallman-Abdullah combo moving forward. Uh, Gallman's pretty good. Uh, I also want to ask him if uh, Kerry Wynn's gotten any licks on him. Because mm, Carrie Wynn, obviously, was I, pretty short around the same time as Khalid Abdullah. So, you know, we always ask about the Tech-UVA rivalries, but here we've got the old FCS rivalry with uh, Kerry Wynn and uh, Khalid Abdullah out at uh, Giants camp. So we'll talk about that. There's, of course, some headlines across the league. Ryan Tannehill went down uh, at Dolphins camp, mm. so that's not very good. Um, and so there's a bunch of things we'll get into over these two hours. 622-0950 is the phone number. 638-9508 is the text line. Tweet us at MidMajorMatt, at AWOL ESPN if you want to get involved in the show. Not a good end for the uh, Nats last night in their series against the Marlins. Uh, they lose that series down Miami. Now, look, we're still in this situation. I mean, the, the, the Nats are still going to win the division. But the injuries are starting to pile up a little bit. Eni Romero leaves the game yesterday. Um, he's the big lefty out of the bullpen who I really like. They got some help in the bullpen. Brandon Kinsler was very good in a non-leverage, uh, high-leverage situation uh, yesterday. But, uh, look, as, as George Wallace said, Andrew, you don't want them to coast going into the postseason when that first-round opponent could be tomorrow's opponent, the Chicago Cubs. He was on point. It made me a little nervous. And the other thing that we talked about off the air was all three of us, George Wallace, yourself, and myself, were very nervous about A.J. Cole. When he comes in, he gives up five earned runs over five innings. He walks four guys. Just a really up-and-down start. He started off the game all right. He did allow a run in the first inning, and then through the second, third, and fourth, kind of bounced back. But in the fifth inning, just allowing four runs, really a tough outing for A.J. Cole, so our expectations are pretty low, and now they have to even become lower with A.J. Right. They have the day off uh, as they begin a series in Chicago tomorrow afternoon, uh, so no Harley work and no sports huddle. The Nats in Chicago against the Cubs again in Wrigley. Uh, college football, the USA Today preseason coaches poll is out. Virginia Tech ranked 22nd in the poll uh, coming in. I mean, look, it's all a bunch of hooey anyway. You know, it, this is the preseason stuff. How many of these people in the poll are actually paying attention, but Virginia Tech 22, uh, no word yet on any leaders in the uh, clubhouse for the quarterback position. We'll see if uh, we'll see if anybody kind of you know it's a different situation than it was last year. Andrew, they kind of knew Gerard Evans was going to be the guy. Maybe he has an idea in his head who the guy is, but he's certainly not letting on to, to it at all. No, he's not, and I think that's his style. And I appreciate honestly coaches who do that more than coaches who just kind of name one when you have a group where everybody's 
mucking around. Things are kind of similar because it breeds better competition at this stage in the season, and it's it's enabling guys to actually work harder to get better instead of just say, hey, I'm the starter, when really of this group, there's not anybody who's going to get out there week one, week two, week three, and just be immediately impressive in this Hokie group. I think it's going to be a thing where you see a lot of development from the quarterback in Blacksburg in October versus September. That being said, they can thrive on a run game and figure something out and kind of BS their way through the first month of the schedule with their great defense and still come out of it looking clean. Five ACC teams, though, Matt, are in this USA Today Top 25. ESPN also put out their power rankings, so you can check those out as well. So five ACC teams in the Top 25. Virginia Tech coming in at 22, Miami at 18, Louisville at 17, and then you go up to the top of things where it's Clemson and Florida State at 5-3, and three, respectively, representing the league. And tonight there's football. Uh, yeah. Well, loosely football. Yeah, I mean, Not many stars playing no, tonight. No. Uh, we'll get into what we're looking for tonight from the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Uh, not many starters playing tonight, if any, from either team. Uh, we'll hear that one 7.30 here on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. I did want to ask you this because okay. clearly with these, we have the ESPN preseason top 25 and the USA Today, which is what we're talking about. But you have in the ESPN, Alabama 1, Florida State 2. In the USA Today, you have Alabama 1, Ohio State 2. So ESPN clearly getting their marketing game on point oh, stop. for this opener. Oh, oh come on. Stop. Is it not they true? Don't, they don't need to market this game. I know, but it's prettier if it's a 1-2. It looks it better. No, it's the same. It's 1-3, one, 1-2. One, Who cares? I disagree. It's Alabama. I disagree. With all the discussion that we've had over this offseason about how much money Alabama spends on getting these sports, just to have that 1-2 just sells a little bit better. Whatever. Okay. God, inflate your Alabama ego over there. I'm just surprised you don't you don't buy into that. Normally, you're all for these theories. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't think they need to pump up that uh, that game at all. Uh, it's Al- it's Alabama and Florida State. They uh, don't need to, but they don't need to. It's still. I just think it's funny that ESPN has them one two, and then USA Today has Ohio State in there. Uh, squirrels are in action right now. They're down two nothing in the first inning against uh, Portland. So we'll keep you posted on the Squirrels game and eh, some other stuff we'll get into across the NFL. But let's take a timeout. Coming up after the break, we will continue our opponent previews back to where we were supposed to be. We'll talk a little Niners football with Ryan Sakamoto of NinerFans.com. You're listening to ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Today's coverage is brought to you in part by our sponsor of the day, Kelleher HVAC, serving the Richmond community since 1968. Your source for heating oil, electrical, plumbing, generators, heating, and cooling services. Online at KelleherHVAC.com. For more than 45 years, the Kelleher Heating and Cooling family has built an enviable reputation throughout Central Virginia for installing and maintaining high-quality home comfort systems. Founded in 1968, Kelleher HVAC includes three generations of Kelleher's working to serve your home comfort needs. Kelleher developed with a simple mission statement that remains true today. To provide homeowners and small businesses with the finest quality heating and oil, cooling, plumbing, electrical, and generators at a reasonable price. Kelleher's service and installation providers average 28 years of know-how, having earned the highest certifications available. Visit KelleherHVAC.com for more information. 
or call 649-7501 to speak to a representative for an in-home survey of your heating and cooling system. Buzz and Ned's kicks off the summer with a pig-picking party for all the real barbecue fans out there. For the first time anywhere in Virginia, Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue invites you to go hog wild with a traditional down-home all-you-can-eat country pig-picking feast. The last Monday of each month from 6 to 8 p.m., Buzz will be slow cooking up a whole pig, seasoning only fresh hickory cut logs, served with plenty of side dishes and fresh brewed iced tea for just $16.95. It's a pork lover's paradise. First come, first served while it lasts. So make sure to arrive early. Details available at buzzandneds.com. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill for pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-865-0116 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-865-0116 to take your call now. Call 1-800-865-0116. That's 1-800-865-0116. Again, 1-800-865-0116. Skins and Authors Electric are two of Central Virginia's great traditions. As a major Richmond community supporter, Authors Electric is excited to welcome the Skins back for training camp. Authors Electric, the Central Virginia source for outdoor power equipment. AuthorsElectric.com. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. NFC East Rivals. Out of conference action, the NFL season is a 17-week climb. Who stands in the Redskins' path on their way to a playoff spot? This is today's opponent preview. Week six of the Redskins season. After the bye week, they get the San Francisco 49ers in Washington, D.C. Sunday, October 15th. It is a 1 o'clock kickoff. And to help us break it down, we're going to bring on Ryan Sakamoto, the 49ers beat writer for NinerFans.com. You can follow him on Twitter at BeastWriter. Ryan, I'm, I'm liking the tag, BeastWriter, man. What's up? What's going on, man? Yeah, actually, that was given by the fans, you know, because we're called beat writers and, uh, in the offseason, I, I bodybuilt, so they said, you're not a beat writer, you're a beast writer. So I kind of stuck, and uh, yeah, I kind of liked it. Well, we appreciate the uniqueness. It's It sometimes can be a little trite and basic, but I like the, the spin on the title. So let's get to these Niners. Obviously, the big storyline here is the connection between the Redskins and Kyle Shanahan. What do you make of that connection? What do you think of Kyle Shanahan? I really like Kyle Shanahan. I think he's doing well for this organization. He definitely changed the cultural identity of this team. You just you just feel the energy around Levi Stadium that the players are actually buying into what he's saying, what he's coaching, and what he's preaching. And it has a trickle-down effect from the top down, from the head coach all the way down to the assistant coaches, to the positional coaches, down to the strength coach. So uh, a lot of good things are and positive things are happening in San Francisco, and fans should be excited about that. When you look at this quarterback group, Brian Hoyer, probably the starter this year. It's tough to forecast him doing so moving forward. The Niners draft C.J. Beathard. What is the dichotomy like in terms of the depth chart at that position to you? 
Yeah, it's Brian Hoyer's job to lose. I, I think at this point, Mike, uh, excuse me, Kyle Shanahan wants to go with some someone who's more reliable and stable at the quarterback position, especially in year one, being his first year. He doesn't want to take a risk on putting in a C.J. Bessard, who is a rookie, um, throwing in, throw him into the fire, so to speak. So I think right now, Brian Hoyer, it's his job to lose. And so far in camp, he's looking not the greatest. I mean, he's not going to be an all-pro quarterback or a Pro Bowl quarterback, but he's looking like a serviceable quarterback. And that's all you can ask for right now out of the team and out of him. So along those same lines, of course, the headlines here were about Kirk Cousins' contract. And then, of course, everybody's focus went to, well, where could Kirk go? And people were saying, oh, maybe Kirk would go to San Francisco. From your end, what were the rumors or the chatter like about Kirk Cousins potentially coming to San Francisco next year? It's high. It's hot. I mean, if there's one team that can get the deal done, it's the San Francisco 49ers, and it's a perfect fit for him. So in a nutshell, a perfect if you want to talk about a perfect storm, I think that's a perfect storm for both parties involved. I think the San Francisco 49ers obviously need a franchise quarterback. They haven't had that in quite some time. And in today's league, you need a quarterback who can sustain drives and, and keep the defenses honest. And that, Kirk Cousin gives gives you that. He almost threw for 5,000 passing yards last year, and and that's that's amazing. That's an amazing feat in itself. So, uh, the talk around town here is Kirk Cousins is, is is the guy that the 49ers are targeting. Now, whether or not he comes here and signs, that's a different story. But we'll just have to see how that plays out. San Francisco has one of our all-time favorites here in the Richmond area. Tim Hightower at running back was reading a little bit about some. He was getting some first-team reps, and then there were some stories about Carlos Hyde getting first-team reps. Where does uh, Tim Hightower fit into the future plans for the Niners? I'm really impressed with Tim Hightower. <clears throat> I think he's a running back who has proven himself in camp thus far. The coaching staff seems to really like him. They pull him aside. Uh, you know, <clears throat> as a coach and as a player, there's no better feeling than when you get constructive criticism from a coach because that, as a player, you're, they're looking for your best interest. And when they do that, uh, you know that they're, they really think highly of you. So on those outside zone runs, I see Tim Hightower being the change of pace back to Carlos Hyde and, and as an emergency starter, too, because who knows if Carlos Hyde can stay healthy for a full 16-game schedule. Well, the, uh, one of the other connections that we have here between the Redskins and the Niners, it seems like the Niners are kind of Redskins West Coast, while the Redskins might might be Niners East Coast. But you got Pierre Garcon as one of the receivers that were added this off season for your San Fran 49ers. What have you seen from him during camp? Obviously, he's going to be missed here for Kirk as a reliable target as a 1,000 yard receiver last year. Yeah, Pierre Garcon is Pierre Garcon. He's looking crisp in his route, runs very very smooth. Kate Inson when coming out of, in and out of his breaks. <clears throat> very, very smart and savvy. And his veteran leadership presence alone in the locker room is something this organization and this team needs right now. And he provides that. And he's a veteran. He, he's been a 1,000-yard receiver before. He's played with the likes of Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison. So he knows how to be a professional both on and off the football field. And especially with a young team like the 49ers who have a lot of young talent uh, on this roster, they really need to have that veteran presence to look up to and Pierre Garcon gives you that. I see that you had on your Twitter yesterday and once again we're speaking with Ryan Sakamoto, 49ers beat writer for Ninerfans.com. Check him out on Twitter at BeastWriter. You had posted that a former Wahoo got a little banged up in practice yesterday, Eli Harold. How's he been looking? What's up with his injury? And talk about the linebacker group that also has another Cavalier and Ahmad Brooks in it. 
Yeah. So DeForest Buckner, he got hurt. He got banged up a little bit. Uh, his left leg injury, but he seems to be fine. I think they taped, they wrapped it up, and, and he's looking to be fine. But the linebacker group, uh, getting to your linebacker group, it, it's it's a very competitive group. You have Ahmad Brooks on the outside. You probably have Ruben Foster on the other side, and then in the middle, you're going to have Navarro Bowman. That's who I think the starters are going to be. Which is interesting because they give all that money to Malcolm Smith, but how can you take out? How can you justify taking out Ruben Foster, who's having a one hell of a camp? And then again, you got Ahmad Brooks, who's been solid since he's been here in San Francisco, and of course Bowman in the middle. So how can you justify taking one of those three players out for Malcolm Smith just because he's he got a huge contract? So I think right now that's the starters moving forward, and. Robert Sala told us, he said, you know, someone asked him, hey, is Reuben Foster going to be the starter? And he said, well, he has to earn it. You know, he has to earn that position. At the end of the day, he's already earned it. Uh, the fans would be going nuts if Reuben Foster did not start week one, simply because he's having to, you know, getting interceptions. He had like three interceptions so far in camp, and he's getting his hands on a lot of, a lot of passes and breaking up a lot of plays. So he's a player who the fans really should be excited about, and you should be seeing the field despite Malcolm Smith's big contract. It's funny. Looking over your depth chart, I see all the Oregon guys, and I remember Chip Kelly had his hands in your organization as well. How much do you think he set them back in just one season as their head coach? Uh, it's kind of kind of hard to say, but, yeah, there are a lot of Oregon players on this roster. You have Eric Armstead, uh, DeForest Buckner, and, and so forth. We even have the Michael James for a little bit. But as far as setting this team back, in all honesty, on the offensive side of the ball, they actually struggled between the 20s and score uh, – not between the 20s, excuse me, but scoring in the red zone. The red zone efficiency was actually quite well last year. So he did shore up and did do some positive things. Now we can look back and say, well, his high, high-paced offense hurt the defense, and they ran DeForest Buckner to the ground, which they did. So that kind of had a negative impact from a defensive standpoint. But from the offensive standpoint – um, I thought he did he did an admirable job with the talent that he had. I mean, he had Blaine Gabbard as his starting quarterback week one. I mean, how much can you do with that? Not much. So, um, I think Chip Kelly, although people are riding him for running this team into the ground, you have to take the positives with the negatives. And, and he did the best job he could. And and But for some reason, it didn't work out. And now we have Kyle Shanahan, who's probably the best offensive mind in the NFL, um, or one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. And we're going to see... Um, what Kyle Shanahan can do uh, as he takes over this team. I can't remember the last time I asked a question about a fullback, but but here it goes. <laughs> Kyle Juszczyk signing a, a four-year, $21 million contract with the Niners. That is huge for a fullback, but we've heard already from Kyle Shanahan that he has some creative ways that he plans on getting Juszczyk involved. He thinks he's a really smart guy. He thinks he's really versatile. What do you make of that contract, and do you expect him to be a new game-breaking fullback, or do you think that he's just another guy? No, he's actually another player I'm really impressed with. If he, there's going to be top five players that I really look at in training camp and say, wow, these guys stand out. He's one of those five guys. He's open on the daily. He runs really good routes. He's very smart. I heard him over talking to Malcolm Smith uh, saying when they were doing their one-on-one drills that he says, oh, man, you got your hands on me, man. I have to make sure I get in and out of my breaks a lot faster so I can get open. And he's doing that. He's making catches left and right. I think he's going to be a focal point of this offense and a security blanket 
for Brian Hoyer coming out of the backfield, coming out of the flats on those underneath routes, on those hitch routes, and the comeback routes. So hot juice to me is probably going to be the second or third most targeted receiver on this team, in my opinion, when, you, when it's all said and done. Because he can make plays and he's going to get open. They, they signed Aldrich Robinson in the offseason. They've got Marquise Goodwin. Those guys are speed burner guys. So they're not going to see a lot of targets downfield, but they're going to take the top off the defense. The underneath routes are going to be taken up by Pierre Garcon, so he's probably going to be double-teamed. So who's left? You either have the tight end and the fullback. So I think Juice is going to really greatly benefit from this offense, and he's going to shine. Wrapping up here with Ryan Sakamoto, uh, we'd like to ask everybody, Ryan, about the Vegas win total. Uh, tough division, obviously not a lot of expectations. Uh, according for Vegas, it's four and a half wins. What do you think uh, over or under that total for San Fran this year? Oh, definitely go over for sure. If you're a betting man in Vegas, go over. I think they're going to win six games, but they're going to go six and ten. They'll be one of five teams in the NFL that lose by seven points or less. That's that's my big my big storyline. I think is this team's really going to be on the rise. They're going to be in a couple forty point shootouts. Um, they might win or lose those. I, I'm not too sure. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're a Vegas man, I think six and ten is their record. That's a solid number. And they're going to be, like I said, one of the few teams that's going to be competitive week in and week out and lose by seven points or less and be one of those top five teams. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much. We'll check in with you during the regular season to get a little preview between the Skins and the Niners. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Once again, that's Ryan Sakamoto. Check him out. Go to NinerFans.com. Follow him on Twitter at BeastWriter underscore. So BeastWriter underscore on Twitter. So we've talked to... Six beat writers, Andrew, and I feel like every single one has said take the over on the win totals. Now, some of those are more realistic than the others. Uh, you know, there's probably more expectations for the Raiders and the Chiefs, so they're going to have better seasons. But, you know, every single writer. So we're expecting some losses eventually from somebody. I mean, everybody can't win, go 16-0, and Andrew. Not everyone can be as cynical as I am. I don't know, Matt. I honestly do think this could be a five-win team. I really, I really think with the defense there, it's going to be a five-win team. But as we move here and make our projections in the actual season for the Redskins, I'm not sure. Right. One that. one book actually has the over at minus 150, which means a ton of people are taking the over. Yeah. And the under is at plus 120. So that's just one book. If, you, if you're if you a betting man, I would say wait and get a little bit better price there. But if you uh, take what Ryan said and you want to take it, I would wait. Let the price get a little bit better and then take the over for the Niners. So week six, October 15th, a 1 o'clock showdown. San Francisco, the opponent. I mean, I'm guessing we're all going to pick wins, but Andrew. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Redskins in this one. I really don't think it's that complicated. This offense really is a pro style offense with very little talent. I mean, other than maybe Joe Staley and Pierre Garcon, I don't really see, and maybe a very healthy, informed Carlos Hyde. I don't think any of these guys are starters on more than half of the Tim teams Hightower's in the league. Tim Hightower's a starter on a lot of teams. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Spiders fans. I don't want to disrespect you, but I think you can find 15 running backs in the NFL better than Tim Hightower. Henny, win or loss? I'm going with a win for Washington. I just don't trust Brian Horry. I can't get a 30-point loss in a playoff game out of my mind with Brian Horry, so I'm going with Washington. Here's the thing, and I, I agree. Everybody, I agree with everybody. It's a win. But I'll say this, Andrew. If there was no bye week and they went from a Monday night game in Kansas City 
and had a road game against the Eagles in between, another Monday night game. If there was no bye week, I would worry about the game a little bit. But since there's a bye week coming off the Monday night game, I think the Redskins win this one rather easily. I think the only reason that I am even would even be remotely worried about it, because I'm not worried about it, but hypothetically, would be because this to me is just on paper the guaranteed win, really, that the Redskins have over the course of this year. I mean, it's a 1 o'clock game. We know the Redskins do well. It's at FedEx. Well, the body clock for San Francisco. Body clock for San Francisco is going to be bad. It's after the bye, as Matt alluded to. So on paper, to me, looking at the entire schedule, this is the most perfect opportunity for a win for the Redskins. All right, so I'm going to call an audible here because we're, we're, we're going to keep going here. Because week seven, they go from that game to a road game in Philadelphia, Monday night, October 23rd, 830. Um, the Redskins coming off a victory over San Francisco. Andrew, who wins that one? You know, Matt, I said heading into this, I was going to try and find a way to find splits for the Redskins in terms of their matchups with every NFC East team. So I'm going to keep that theme. I already have them beating the Eagles once, so I'm going to chalk it up as a loss. I'm going to say the Redskins lose this one on the road. I don't even really have to ask, Kenny, but can you confirm that you think the Eagles are going to win that game too? Of course I do. Okay, I also think the Eagles win that game. The Eagles don't get a lot of home Monday night games. I think they'll be ready for it because I think the first matchup in week one will be a close one. Um, All right, then week eight, I'm going to keep this going because the Cowboys play twice, so we can just move the Cowboys beat writer later and still keep going with the flow. Right, right, right. So week eight, after the Monday night game, quick turnaround. Redskins come home for a Sunday 425 kickoff against the Dallas Cowboys in Washington, D.C. Andrew, who wins that one? I think that this is a Redskins win. I like the fact that it's at home. I really think that at some point in the middle of this season, you're going to see the Cowboys slump. I think the Cowboys get out to a good start, maybe win four out of five, and then struggle a little bit. They're not going to reach the win total that they did last year. Uh, Hanny, Redskins hosting the Cowboys 425 Sunday, October 29th. Andrew, I'm just like you always try to find like splits and all of that as well. So I'm going to go. I think I said yesterday Washington's going to win that one. It's a home game. So they'll split that. So Washington for the win in uh, D.C. I'm going to go loss only because I think they can win in Dallas. I'll still I agree with everybody with the splits, but the Redskins at home are not. I mean, they're, you know, by now they're still, you know, they get good home crowns and everything. But there's something about. Dallas and Washington at home. There's been some weird stuff that happens. I don't have any issue with giving the Redskins the road win this series because I'm not convinced like the Dallas, you know, Dallas seats, what, 120,000 million people in that stadium. stadium. But it's still not that great of a home field advantage because so many fans from other teams are able to get in there. I think the Redskins lose to Dallas at home but beat Dallas on Thanksgiving in in Week 12. And obviously I'll repeat that when we get there. But I have them losing, and that means they would have a three-game losing streak there. Um, Andrew has them at four and four Yep. Uh, going into week 10 on Saturday. We will talk Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we will talk Minnesota Vikings. because That's the week 10 opponent. Henny has them one and two, one and one, one and three, three and two five, and three right? through two and four, three. Henny has them at three and five. And then I have them at uh, two and two, three. And I am at three and how do I have them at three and six? Oh, three, three and, and five. five also. I also have them at three and five. So, okay. We'll take our time out just a second. What's the what's the mindset now? A for the Redskins players and B for the fans. Four and four, three and five through the first half of the schedule. You know, honestly, on my end at four and four, I think things are pretty optimistic. I think this isn't a best case scenario for the Redskins because I certainly think they can be above five hundred at five and three heading into here with a with a nice little break and with some really high octane performances from the defense specifically. But that being said, 
I really think that it's going to take a lot for them to close out strong. So they're really, they really need to figure something out moving forward. Or maybe at this 4-4 four and four record for me, they, they have clicked and they can really get it done. Down sure, I don't think anybody in this division is going to run away with no, it. I no, think, no. I think if, if the Redskins are sitting at 4-4, four 3-5, and, four, and five, I think they're a game out of the division. Yep. I do not think that they're five. that far yeah, out. Yeah, five wins. Maybe five and three is leading the division. Yeah. I mean, we haven't done Dallas, and we'll do Dallas and the Giants and, and the Eagles schedules and look at them too. But, like, I think at 3-5, and 4-4, four and four, they're either a game, game and a half out in the division, depending upon buys and stuff like that at this point. So, Saturday, when we're back on, we have a day off tomorrow. Saturday, when we're back on, Minnesota Vikings, the Week 10 opponent at home on Sunday, November 12th. Good job. Look at you just making it all even out, rolling with the punches. You got it all straight now on the schedule. It's not my fault Dallas guys are not helpful. Yeah, we really had trouble with that. I mean, I emailed or texted three guys, and I'm sure you've communicated with at least double that. So. Right. We'll get Dallas guy on. They'll, they'll come on and join us, and we'll talk some Dallas Cowboys football. But let's take a timeout. Uh, coming up, we have uh, some things to get to across the league, some headlines that we'll look at across uh, National Football League. We've got some podium stuff to play, and we still have Khalid Abdullah close to 145 later on this afternoon. You're listening to the Midday Show here on ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Meet the bad mom's moms. I've been taking her to strip bars as a child for a very long time. It's kind of our thing we do together. It's a bonding thing. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Nancy O'Dell with the ET Radio Minute. Mila Kunis, Kristen Bell, and Katherine Hahn reunite this holiday season in a Bad Moms Christmas, the sequel to their 2016 sleeper hit, Bad Moms. The Bad Moms! And joining the cast as the Bad Moms moms are the good wives, Christine Baranski, Curb Your Enthusiasm star Cheryl Hines, and Oscar winner Susan Sarandon. E.G.'s Cameron Matheson was behind the scenes. Well, let's talk about the relationship between the two of you. Do your characters get along? Is this a little bit awkward? I mean, yeah. the holidays can be awkward between mother and daughter. We're know? the only ones that do get along. But, we, okay. but Maybe I'm because totally we never see each other. Yeah. We've never seen each other in three years. Yeah. She's a very hands-off mother, I Yeah, say. yeah. I want her to be independent, so I'm not yeah. around that much. But every now and then I need something, so I show up. Yeah. The original film, which focused on overstressed mothers, has brought in more than $180 million worldwide. And now the trio must deal with the stresses of their own mothers visiting for the holidays. Yeah. You know, you got to get together on the holidays. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's right? a big surprise that she shows up. It's coincidental. Because she doesn't realize. I think it's Easter, actually, originally <laughs> when I get there. Then we she didn't realize it. But it does make for some Christmas magic. A Bad Mom's Christmas hits theaters November the 3rd. From the Entertainment Tonight newsroom in Hollywood, I'm Nancy O'Dell. I'm Dana Lash with NRA Carry Guard. I carry my firearm every day. I pray I'll never be forced to use it. But if I do, I know NRA Carry Guard will have my back. I can choose up to a million dollars in insurance back protection, plus a special attorney referral network to give me the representation I need. Learn more and sign up today at nracarry.com or call 1-866-NRA-1234 to become an NRA Carry Guard member today. I make my Texas superfood from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables. You can see all 55 on texassuperfood.com. All of the nutrients that we need on a daily basis, I lost 60 pounds. I mean, that's huge. Since I've been on superfood, I haven't been sick. I'm Dennis Black. Join us on texassuperfood.com. texassuperfood.com. Or call 877-55-TEXAS. That's 877-55-TEXAS. 877-55-TEXAS. 
local scores, and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. 1239 at Redskins training camp, the final day on the field before an off day for Redskins players. They'll practice again this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Coverage continues today until 6 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. A reminder, Saturday afternoon, 135 Fan Appreciation Day here at the Bonsacore Training Center. Pittsburgh has signed former Virginia Cavalier tight end Jake McGee. The collegiate grad will wear number 80 for the Steelers this upcoming season. Former Virginia Tech Hokie Isaiah Ford had surgery yesterday to repair the meniscus damage. He'll miss the rest of training camp and the preseason. It's possible the Dolphins could shell Ford for the year. Washington loses last night 7-0 Miami. They get a night off tonight before opening up a three-game set tomorrow against Chicago in Chi-Town. Max Scherzer seeing a chiropractor today after experiencing neck spasm that forced him to leave Tuesday night's game in the second inning. Squirrels win 7-5 last night, took 11 innings to do so. Richmond and Portland close out that series this evening. Spiders quarterback Kyle Oletta and James Madison senior quarterback Brian Shore, two of the three CAA players named to the 2017 Stats FCS Walter Payton Award watch list. Virginia Tech football ranked number 22 in the ESPN College Football preseason poll. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center at 1240, live at Washington Redskins Training Camp. Mitchell Bradley on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. The Big Apple hosts Sunday Night Baseball as the Mets face the Dodgers. Pre-game coverage starts at 7, first pitch at 8 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew. On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back. Midday show brought to you by Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 1119 North Boulevard or the Lewis location, 8205 West Broad Street in the West End. The highlight of uh, training camp so far was the ribs brought to by old Buzz to the tent, which did not last very long because uh, you have hungry media folk in the area and uh, good food. That's a combination that means food's not going to last very long here in the tent there, Andrew. Anytime I can hold a bone in my hand and get a little meat right off of it while watching some football. Ooh, man. Okay. Sorry, I just get fired up. Your Alabama came out there. I know, it really did, actually. That was kind of almost embarrassing, but I'm proud of it. Your Alabama came out right there. Uh, Let's talk a little national, national football lead. First off, uh, tonight, we've got a game tonight. Um, Are you watching any of it tonight, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, I'll watch at least the first quarter. Just mainly, I'll be totally honest with you, just mainly because it's live, new football. I know the value of it is very minimal, but it's live, new football in 2017. Um, even without the starters, you're still going to watch some of that stuff? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am starving for, for starving for Buzz and Ned's all the time, starving for football right now. Uh, the local guys to watch tonight, because obviously there's uh, going to be some of those going on. Um, for the Cowboys, you've got Ross Burbank of UVA, Woody Barron out of Virginia Tech, and Brian Brown, the wide receiver out of Richmond for the Cowboys. There you go. I think Brian Brown has a good shot to do something on special teams this year. I think he will certainly – be a receiver that you see targeted frequently in this game. Burbank had a pretty good career for the Hoos. I, want, I mean, I wish maybe Burbank and Woody could go up against each other. That would be a possibility, but they're, they're, that's not going to happen in this one, I don't think, because uh, it's the same team, right? Right. Looking on the uh, Our Lads depth chart to see if there's anything, uh, Brian Brown is uh, is on there, but he's pretty far down. I mean, there's some guys. I mean, there's a bunch of nice guys ahead of them. You know, Dez, Terrence Williams, Cole Beasley, Ryan Switzer, Bryce Butler, and then there's a bunch of of younger guys that Brian Brown's in the mix of. Yeah, but a lot of those guys after Dez and Terrence Williams are kind of unknowns. Well, Cole Beasley's 
Yeah, Cole Beasley, right, they right. potentially got Cole Beasley's repre- replacement with Ryan I, Switzer. I do like Ryan Switzer a lot. I do like Ryan Switzer. I, I, I don't want to like him because he's a cowboy, but uh, he was pretty nice it's in also college. Tar Heel. I don't know how I feel about those either. Right. Uh, on the Arizona side tonight, just one uh, player for Arizona of uh, local interest. That's Jonathan McLaughlin, the Virginia Tech offensive lineman. So you'll, so everybody will be watching a lot of the trenches tonight uh, if they want to see their favorite Wahoo or uh, Hokie. Um, other headlines. Across the league, uh, Ryan Tannehill went down, and Adam Schefter is reporting that the Dolphins are, quote, concerned about Ryan Tannehill's left knee injury. Armando Salguero adding the team is fearing the worst. The report is notable because it both suggests the injury is serious and because it confirms the issues with his left knee, the same knee he partially tore late last season. He suffered the setback when he stepped awkwardly while scrambling out of bounds during today's practice. Well, it's a non-contact practice, and you have a brace on that knee. And anytime you kind of feel awkward and you tweak it like that, it's always going to be a situation where there's more precaution than actual facts at this point. But it makes me anxious, especially with the Jay Ajayi concussion news. I mean, I know that it's just training camp, but anytime you have news, as Matt and I have informed you guys before, it's not typically good news. And while the scale of the poorness of those two bits about Ajayi and Tannehill are still unknown. They're at least registering, and it's it's not a good sign if you're a Dolphins fan. So now we get to play the feud. Oh, Will yeah. Colin Kaepernick get signed by the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. And which member of their front office is going to step out and say no? And we heard reports that Adam Gase is a big Jay Cutler guy, but Jay Cutler's in the booth this year. Would he give that up? And then we've also heard reports that the Dolphins' owner is very pro-player rights. He really appreciates it when players use all their rights, so that kind of indicates you to think that Maybe he likes Colin Kaepernick, and obviously being in Miami, that's a city where it's more liberal than conservative. So there's all those factors to play into that decision, which we will hear endless reports about. Look, the the blueprint is out there, folks. I mean, we just saw – I mean, the Ravens are literally playing out the blueprint here, Andrew. Uh, You know, they've played this story out as public as they can get, so now other teams can kind of gauge where the response is. You know, as as I was listening today with with Mike and Mike – um, or, or whoever was on, they said, you know, look, the coaches don't mind Colin Kaepernick. And right. They have no problem saying we want Colin Kaepernick. It's the owners. It's the owners who listen to the sponsors. It's the owners who listen to everybody else who are the ones who are kind of putting the brakes on it. Yeah, the owners, from a fiscal perspective, think the risk is not worth it. So that's why it's interesting to me that the Dolphins owner has had these little blurbs about him circulating on Twitter today about how he's, you know, pro, as I said, player rights. But I don't know, Matt. I think it would be a good signing, as I said, for most teams who need a a backup quarterback. But at the very same time, losing Tannehill after he actually had shown us something for the first time in his career at the end of last season. I mean, I was really not a big Tannehill guy. I'm not as low on Tannehill as I am in terms of Jared Goff. But I really do think that he was finally able to manipulate himself to put himself in a position where he could actually make some strides and be an impact player in the NFL. I uh, I like Tannehill a lot, too. I've always liked Tannehill a lot, and I was glad last year that he kind of showed something for once because then now I don't look as dumb as I, as I had been. Um, but now, you know, this is not good in terms of, uh, you know, if it is serious and it sets him back and then, then his effectiveness and yada, yada, yada. So we'll see what happens. I mean, on the offensive side of things, really bad stuff all around for the Dolphins. You have the Brandon Albert. I uh, talked about the Jai and now this. So. Right. Um, other news. Uh, 
Titans first round wide receiver Corey Davis headed for an MRI on his injured hamstring. Listen, if you're not talking about the Raiders or the Buccaneers this offseason, everybody loves the Titans. And Corey Davis is one of the reasons why, because they might actually finally get a legitimate number one receiver in Tennessee. Uh, he came out of the Mac, so a lot of people are probably like, who's Corey Davis? But, Western uh, Michigan guy. Yeah, he was a guy that was really good in that offense, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but an injured hamstring for Corey Davis. Yeah, he'll have an MRI, and it's unfortunate because I do really like Marcus Mariota. He's probably my favorite young quarterback in the National Football League. Really think he's a poised, calm, cool, collected guy. Really has a great vibe when he speaks to everybody. He also seems like a very patient person, so he kind of has all the qualities that I respect out of a quarterback, very cerebral. So it sucks to lose a weapon like this, especially when you haven't even had him. You right. know, you don't even know what you're going to get out of him. It could have been a huge difference for the Titans' offense. We'll, we'll get to the story Andrew's chomping about in a second, but there's some hokey news. Uh, Chicago Sun-Times' Patrick Finley wrote that cornerback Kyle Fuller has, quote, stood out during Bears camp, end quote. Uh, John Fox said, I think he's healthier now. He's getting back into it. I like the way he's looked. Uh, look, they've got some mediocre cornerbacks in Chicago, and at one point Kyle Fuller was on his way out in terms of the roster. But to hear good things about Kyle Fuller is very good for his future in this league. You say mediocre, I can't really argue. There's a lot of DBs on this team. There's a lot of players on this Bears team who really have seen their careers dwindle. Right. And they're really looking for an opportunity to rejuvenate them. One of the guys in that group with Fuller would be Prince of Mukamara. So... I mean, it'd be great for the Hokies to have in in his fifth year Kyle Fuller just be exceptional. But it's good good news and notes whenever a beat writer's jumping on a guy. All right. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero is reporting Packers coach Mike McCarthy is looking for more balance on offense this season. Now the clear view of one Packer fan, Andrew Wallace. Listen, it's been many years since the Green Bay Packers have had any semblance of balance on offense. They just are obsessed with letting Aaron Rodgers do anything and everything. And when you have an offensive line as banged up and as unreliable as the Green Bay Packers offensive line, it really begs the question, why don't you try and help your offensive line out and attack a little bit more? Because you hear from offensive linemen all the time that it's really hard to sit and pass pro for a high percentage of the game because you're defending, so to speak. You're, you're trying to anticipate what guys are doing in terms of getting to your guy, I mean, the name in the NFL other than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, is your job to protect for an entire game. It seems kind of unfair. Let him attack more. Let him run the ball more. And now we hear that Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball a little bit more. Tom Montgomery is the guy to do it. When we talked to one of our guys over the course of this so far early training camp, we've heard that Ty Montgomery has always been more of a running back. We were kind of chatting about Eddie Lacy. So I really think this is a good sign for Green Bay, and it could take some load off Aaron Rodgers' shoulders, and then you maybe amp up your ratio of passing to rushing when you're heading into the playoffs that gets Aaron Rodgers enough momentum to make a run like he did in 2011. You feel good? I feel really good because okay. it's, it really bothers me, and I don't often on this station get a chance to go Packers, and I, I try and you know not mask it but get away from well, doing so. you're a Packers fan. I know, okay. I know, but I, I don't I – don't, I don't feel the need to do big Packer speeches on sports phone once a week, you know. It's okay. <laughs> well, they, they win most of the time, so you don't really need to. Right. Uh, last story here we'll do during the headlines. Cowboys executive vice president Stephen Jones expects the league to rule on Ezekiel Elliott's case in the next two weeks. This decision keeps dragging on. Yeah. I mean, Roger Goodell might be the worst. Um, what's the guy who, who divvies out punishments? Uh, enforcer ever. Because – 
Martavis Bryant also trying to get back into the league after he served his suspension. Still hasn't heard what's going on. Ezekiel Elliott still hasn't heard. And if it's done in the next two weeks, like seriously, just let's get it done already. He either did it, he didn't do it, whatever. Suspend him for a game. Just let's decide. I think Roger Goodell likes consulting people too much. He does. Uh, <laughs> Roger Goodell is reportedly waiting for outside advisors to finish yeah, their work. Right, right. There you go. That's exactly somebody, it. Somebody, a.k.a. somebody else he can blame besides himself. So that way he can say, well, it's not me. This guy told me to do this. Right. It's not uh, – who was the guy who did the uh, the Tom Brady report? Oh, was yeah, the, That yeah. guy. He's like, oh, that guy did a whole report. I'm just going off of what he said. So – yeah, so we're still waiting on Ezekiel Elliott. Alshon Jeffrey missed his third practice in a row for the Eagles today. Um, he suffered a shoulder injury during Saturday's practice. Nobody's really concerned. Um, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey's a banged-up wide receiver as it is, but the Eagles are just going to take it with kid gloves. And he's got a one-year deal, so he's got to, A, balance, you know, staying healthy and, B, giving people good tape. So what are your expectations for him? Because I feel like if I'm an Eagles fan, and Henny, you can chime in on this too as well, but I feel like if I'm an Eagles fan, I really just want, like, Maybe five 100-yard games from him. I don't five? Know. What are you? Is that nuts? optimistic? No, that's pessimistic. I oh, want, really? I want him to get ten or eleven 100-yard games. Well, he's just so hurt all the time. Doesn't matter. He's playing on a one-year deal. I want him to do really well and then give the Eagles a discount for a longer-term contract when they uh, when it comes up at the end of the year. Wow, you're very optimistic. You're never that optimistic. Henny, agree with me here. Yeah, because at the end of the day, just five 100-yard games, we're going to have some some dogfight games that we're going to really need to get some yards and put some points on the board. So he's going to really need to put in a little bit more work than just five 100-yard games. I, I would like to see at least, like, maybe nine. Yeah, like nine's, nine games. Nine's good, more than half. Or, I mean, all right, I'll take a four for 75 and two touchdowns. Okay, yeah, I can deal with that. I don't or need if you have yards. one of those situations where if he does it, uh, get 100 yards receiving, at least if he got, like, two touchdowns. I mean, right. for, to me, touchdowns is more important than yards. Exactly. I just want him to be the number one guy that hasn't been in Philadelphia probably since Terrell Owens. Well, that'd be nice, but I just, like, as you said, I'm a little concerned about his health over the course of... More The more important person might be Torrey Smith. I mean, who knows how much Torrey Smith has left in his career. Nelson Aguilar apparently has been very good at training camp, but I can't trust that. Jordan Matthews has been dinged up and complaining about his contract. The weapons are there. The Eagles' offense should be better this year, but it's all on Carson Wentz. It's yeah, all on Carson. I don't really know what's up with Jordan Matthews. I really like Jordan, but I think— Because he's a three. He was a one right. playing as a three. He's a three-wide receiver, Andrew. He's not a number one, and the Eagles had him as a number one, and that was the issue. I'm just shocked you're that, op you're that optimistic for Alshon. I mean, he because when he was healthy, Andrew, he was a game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was a game changer because of his size. The same thing we hear about Terrell Pryor. AJ Green. AJ Green. Alshon Jeffrey is a game changer in terms of size. He's got speed. He's got good hands for the most part. Jay Cutler loved him when Brandon Marshall wasn't there. Just throw it up and get it. Just throw it up and get it. But he's got to stay healthy. That's been the issue. The shoulder is, is a problem, but I mean, I'm not worried on August 3rd. I'll be worried on September 3rd, or I'll be worried on. You know, August 15th, but I'm not worried about August 3rd. He doesn't need to play four preseason games. We know what Alshon Jeffrey can do. See, now you've got me fired up, Andrew. No, you're, See, I mean. This is now, you've got me and Henny. We're all fired up now. All right, let's just, everybody calm down. All right, we're all going <laughs> to calm down. We're going to take a timeout. We'll get you to the top of the hour. 
And when we come back, hour number two, we'll play the podium. Ryan Anderson was at the podium. We'll do our position battle today. It is the cornerback position. Andrew had a chance to catch up with two corners, so we'll hear from that. And then at 1245-ish, we will hear from Khalid Abdullah out in Giants camp. So a lot to get to in hour number two. You're listening to the Midday Show, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM. You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins training camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. Brett Favre and Peyton Manning are the only pro quarterbacks to achieve victories against all 32 of the league's teams. Town Bank, this is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You studied hard, went to college, and achieved your dream, but it turned into a financial nightmare. If you have federal student loans and you'd like to reduce your payments, get more time, or have your loans completely eliminated, then we have good news. With one call to Student Loan Relief Services, you can find support and guidance. We've already helped thousands of people, and we can help you too. If you have $10,000 or more in federal student loans, you can qualify for payment extensions, payment reductions, or you may qualify to have your federal student loan completely forgiven. Call Student Loan Relief Services now to find out about your options. Take control of your finances and get out from under this burden. One of our student loan experts has the answers to your questions and great solutions to ease your financial burden. We're here for you. Call 800-653-4066. Patient First is currently accepting applications for radiologic technologists, medical laboratory technicians, and technologists, and nurses to be part of its medical centers in the greater Richmond area. Reap the rewards of a competitive salary and an extensive benefits package. Apply online at patientfirst.com. Patient First, an equal opportunity employer, has been providing convenient, cost-effective medical care for over 36 years. Learn more at patientfirst.com and change your future today with a new career at Patient First. This report is brought to you by Compassion International. Never thought of yourself as a hero. That's what you'll be for a child in poverty when you become a sponsor with Compassion International. To find out how you can release a child from poverty right now, go to Compassion.com slash radio. City Dogs is a proud sponsor of the Washington Redskins training camp live coverage. Heard exclusively on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. This is Big Al. I'm sitting here with the barbecue baron of the boulevard and West Broad, and that's Buzz from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. What kind of ribs do you offer them? What's the difference? For Richmond, people prefer the baby back, which mm-hmm. is the comes off the loin side of a pig, which is up top along the back. When you get a loin boned out, you end up with this baby back rib that is just the bones from that loin. But we also do spare ribs. We also do beef ribs. They taste different. They have different textures. You know, we have to have something for everybody. You're still, uh, you still spend time stoking the wood and you're behind, behind oh, yeah. people can find you at either location. This is uh, an artisanal process that has been handed down for generations. Two locations in town, as you know, 1119 North Boulevard, 8205 West Broad Street for Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. 
Did you know that 36% of people eat pizza for breakfast? Or that one in six men eat pizza at least once a day? Americans love pizza. And on any given day, 13% of all people in the U.S. eat pizza. ESPN 950 and Papa John's Pizza are teaming up to make sure that you can get your daily dose of pizza without ever paying full cost again. As an ESPN 950 listener, you can save 30% off any menu item when you order online at PapaJohns.com and enter the promo code ESPN950. That's pizzas, breadsticks, wings, and desserts. Papa John's Pizza. Better ingredients, better pizza. Now 30% off for pizza lovers everywhere. For more than 45 years, the Kelleher Heating and Cooling family has built an enviable reputation throughout Central Virginia for installing and maintaining high-quality home comfort systems. Founded in 1968, Kelleher HVAC includes three generations of Kelleher's working to serve your home comfort needs. Kelleher developed with a simple mission statement that remains true today. To provide homeowners and small businesses with the finest quality heating and oil, cooling, plumbing, electrical, and generators at a reasonable price. Kelleher's service and installation providers average 28 years of know-how, having earned the highest certifications available. Visit KelleherHVAC.com for more information or call 649-7501 to speak to a representative for an in-home survey of your heating and cooling system. City Dogs voted one of 10 best hot dog restaurants in Virginia by bestthingsinvirginia.com. Stop by.